the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, good day. It's uh, Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. Yeah, and I'm Dan Radcliffe, eh? My inner Canadian coming out, eh? Hey, take off, eh? You know, real Canadians are like, will you guys just stop? Yeah. We don't talk that way, eh? You know, when I do listen to um, Canadians speak and they do say a or a it's yeah. more i mean it's i mean they've been doing it since they were born right so it's more natural right it's right. like they, they kind of sneak it in it's like um years ago i went to where did i go Tr- was it trinidad yeah it was a pastor's conference i mean this is well over 20 years ago and there was people from jamaica and africa just around the world and the jamaicans would talk and when they would say mon you know hey mon, mon. Yeah, it was so natural. But if we would try to do it, it just sounds so foreign because we don't know. Ex- I mean, it's not our thing. Right. Right. Hey, man. Hey, man. That's not snow, by the way. That's pollen. That's uh, uh, been out and about. That's why we're all sneezing and and wheezing. And I see uh, rain right now is what I see coming down. We've got rain, and then uh, it's going to be a little cooler, and then I think it's going to get back to. I think we've just we've already graduated to spring. Yeah, yeah, winter's over, but it'll make one last stand here in the next <laughs> sometime in the next month or so. One last, one last stand. Yeah. We'll get one snow. Did we get? We didn't get any snow this year, did we? Not that I know of. Not that I remember. Last year, I think we got snow in January. Was it January or February? Nope. Um, but no snow this year. And the year before, I think we got snow. So it's like two years in a row we got a little bit of snow and then no snow. It's all um, that global warming. It's that global warming. Mm-hmm. Uh, your favorite time of year, Americans were polled. Uh, most, uh, most of the Americans polled said that they hate January. January was number one for their... I w- I would probably agree with that. January, January, February, both. I'm just not big on. If we uh, if we just deleted January and February, and we mm-hmm. went from what December all the way to March, would that I work? Love that I, yeah, I love that idea. Who do we see about that? Uh, the calendar maker. How about the weatherman, everybody? The weatherman. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, that was the weather girl. Sorry. <laughs> I always growing up, I wanted to be a weatherman because it seems like that they always had fun. You know, the news <laughs> back in the day, the news people back in the 67, the news, they were just, you know, you could they wouldn't crack a smile. It was yeah. all seriousness. The sports people, they were into their sports, you know, the everybody. Well, the, the Falcons lost again. No surprise to any of us. But the, Why is it that all sports guys sound like that too? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. I guess he was a he was a newsman. He, he was, was a newsman. Yeah. Who was the sportsman on that on that movie? I know. You know um, I still actually have never seen that movie. So, oh, 
Yeah, I need to it's watch. It's not a great movie. It's got some funny lines. Yeah, uh, Steve Carell's in it. I think he is the maybe he's the weatherman. I don't remember now. I think he was the weatherman. I don't know who the sportsman was. Steve Carell. I can still see him in um, um, the one that. Uh, and now I just had a uh, uh, what's it? Almighty Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yeah. And uh, when he when. Uh, <laughs> When Bruce, yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, we would just watch, go back and watch that part yeah. and laugh and laugh and laugh. That was Steve Carell was, uh, he's still, still a funny guy. Americans favorite month is October. I, eh, eh. I don't agree on that one. That's number one. Number two is, uh, December. Some people would call me weird, but I love summertime. So. I like spring and fall. Summer's a little too hot for me. Mm-hmm. We know this is all first world problems, right? We just pick yeah. and choose what we want. And that's why we all moved to Florida. No, we don't. A lot of people have, apparently. And because of that, there are a lot of news stories about a man in Florida, a woman in Florida. Those Florida men, they get in trouble a lot, you know? Come on, Florida men. Yeah. It's time to grow up. Man up. Come on. Hey, Starbucks is adding olive oil to some of its coffee. Did mm. you read that? I did. Yeah, you know, because Joshua is an employee of, of said Starbucks corporation. And uh, he, he has not tried it, but he said uh, some of his coworkers and folks that he talks with have tried it. And they thought it was actually pretty good. To me, it sounds kind of weird putting olive oil in coffee or whatever. But Five or six years ago, a friend of mine... Um, started putting butter in his in his coffee. Hmm. He said because of the fat, he read all these articles and books and pod listened to podcasts. He said that the fat, and this is also connected somehow with keto. I didn't realize that, hmm. but um, putting butter in your coffee gives your brain the right fat that it needs. So if somebody calls you a fathead, that's not a bad thing. No, hey. Hey, fatty, you're fat. Remember that? Yeah. that clip? Yeah. Love that clip that Dan. Hey, fatty, you hey, are fat. You're fat. <laughs> well, that's okay if it's your head. Yeah. Because you need a certain amount of fat in your brain, not in your liver. That's what I keep trying to tell my doctor. I need this fat that I'm eating. Why are you telling me not to eat it anymore? <laughs> doctor, don't you hate it when your doctor is fat and he's telling you that you're yeah. fat? <laughs> You know, you should stop smoking. <laughs> Growing up, we had a a doctor. He was our family doctor, and his name was Buchensoll. I don't even know oh, that's wow. the correct pronunciation. That was his first name or his last name? That was his last name, Doctor okay. Buchensoll, and right. he was uh, he was Turkish, and he never cut his eyebrows. And at fifteen, oh. yeah, it was like uh, it, they looked like they were alive. They were coming at you. Well, I think they were. Some men have eyebrows that are alive. I mean, they will eat yeah. you if you're not careful. Doctor, Doctor Buchensaw, he's probably not alive. He was not a healthy doctor. Yeah, and uh, he was a, a, a smoker and uh, was not a trim man. But hmm. he was a he was a good doctor. But he was one of those. <laughs> was he a good doctor though? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Was he? Are you a good doctor? Listen, if you're a doctor or a nurse out there. Of course, we already know that nurses do most of the work. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, the doctors just step in and sign the paper, mm-hmm. I guess. 
that's not true. No hate mail. Don't call Shamso, 4499-7300. But we know the nurses work extremely hard. Yep. I know with Jake, and I understand there's a role, right? I mean, you got to have a doctor. But with Jake, as many times as he's been in the hospital, the nurses have been amazing, really. And they are overworked, underpaid, and underappreciated. They, uh, I wonder, do you think, and maybe you know, because of just the craziness of the last few years, the nursing, would you call it an industry, a calling, vocation? Is are there less nurses getting into that field now because of that, or are about the same more? What uh, I haven't heard. I, if I were to guess, I would say probably it burnt a lot of current nurses out. It may have spurred people who aren't nurses to go. Oh, I want to go into the nursing field because a nurse helped me. Um, yeah. So it may kind of evened out. I I know Kathy says they're always short on people when she goes into work. So yeah. We had a, um, when Jake was on the pick line back in, when was that November or December or whatever it was, the nurse that would come by once a week and check his blood and check the pick line. Uh, she was full tilt boogie, uh, in the ER, uh, when, when COVID hit mm-hmm. and stayed in it. And she worked so many hours and was so stressed. Her body just one day after months and months, maybe even over a year said, Okay you're done mm-hmm. and just slammed her. So she decided to get out. And I don't even, wouldn't even know how you begin to get into the, this kind of thing where you go and visit patients at their, at your house, uh, at their house, not your house. Um, and it's a much, it's still nursing, right? but it's not as taxing uh, as when the pandemic was. Yeah, because you're dealing that, with one patient at a time, not yeah. 10. Yeah. 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 I just don't, I mean, I would be so fried just seeing, uh, watching the nurses work with not Jake, because Jake wasn't that difficult. And I was there, we were there to help. And because he's our child, and, mm-hmm. you know, our son. So that's what we're going to do. You know, if he, if he wets the bed, we've changed the sheets. I mean, no sense. And, you know, they've got nurses got other things to do and that's what they were doing. But they, you know, like one or two nurses have an entire hall of patients. Yeah. I noticed. And I'm like, how in the world? I mean, they got to do all that stuff, right? Find the, they got to uh, get the medicine, put it in the IVs. They got to do just, it's just, uh, yeah. thank you, nurses. We love you. I don't know when nurses month is. Maybe we missed it, but we love you and appreciate you. And we need to sell them all year, celebrate them all year long. How did I get there? I don't know. We talked about Dr. Bukensaw anyway. So olive oil is to replace the butter. If you want coffee in your, or uh, but, uh, fat in your coffee. Uh, right now, it's currently available in Italy, not in the U.S. until later this year. I don't know. Uh, we jury's use, still out on on that for me. We use olive oil for cooking, but I yeah, I don't, don't know about in coffee. I wouldn't know how. What would I mean? Too much, then it would just not taste right. Yeah. Hey, check out our website, faithtalkatlanta.com, and uh, what? Well. You can also go and find out about our podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, listen to our podcast. I just loaded Alistair Begg, our interview with Alistair Begg, um, just uh, the other day. You can mm-hmm. check out that and just some others. What else is there on the website real quick? Well, of course, we got the Women of the Fish coming up, and I didn't say it, uh, Women of the Fish. 
Uh, that's coming up uh, May 4th at uh, the Metropolitan Club in Alpharetta. Encouraging night out for women. No, guys, you can't go. I'm sorry. But uh, send your women, and they're going to have a great time. You can uh, get all the details at faithtalkatlanta.com. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Live from Ohio. There they are, Ed and Amy Uzinski of uh, Weekend to Remember. Guys, how are you? Doing great. Yeah, it's beautiful up here in Ohio right now. So we're uh, we're celebrating a, a sunny day. A sunny day. <laughs> are those few and far between? or They are in the spring for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Glad we you guys are having- aren't getting a big winter uh, snowstorm moving through. It seems like that ha- seems to be happening a lot this uh, this winter. Well, and if you come back tomorrow, we may be in the middle. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do the Uzinskis do for fun uh, where you live? And then we'll get into the particulars about weekend to remember. What do you guys like to do? Do you have guys have kids or? We do. We have four kids ranging from 22 to 12. So most of our fun time is spent chasing them (laughs) in different fields, courts. Um, But we also have a little lake that's not far from here. So in the summertime, as much as I can, at least, I am jumping out on that lake. So we really enjoy Mm. it. We've got, yeah, a few acres of land here. So we like just to be outside as much as we can. At least I do. That's a good answer. I'll take that answer. <laughs> Ditto what she said. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Ed and Amy Uzinski, a part of uh, Weekend to Remember. Uh, and there's a Weekend to Remember coming up uh, here in uh, in March, March 31st to April the 2nd, Crown Plaza, Atlanta Perimeter, uh, Ravinia. And you guys were there last year. How'd that go for you? We were. We had an. We had a blast, actually. Yeah, it was one of our. I'm not just saying this because we're talking to you guys. It was one of our favorite conferences that we've done in years. The crowd was super fun. It was a big crowd. It's a great facility. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was just wonderful. So we we had a great time. Talked about it the whole next week afterwards. Actually. Well, tell us, uh, first of all, how you guys got involved with the Weekend to Remember uh, and Family Life uh, organization. Yeah, good question. Well, we actually work with Athletes in Action in our full-time regular gig. So we work with college and professional athletes, and um, that that's a branch of crew, and Family mm-hmm. Life is a branch of the crew ministry. And so that's that's what our initial connection was, and somebody recommended us to the to the speaker team 20 years ago. This is actually our 20th year that we've been doing these conferences. Um, we do a few of them a year. And once we got invited into it, we loved it. And it's, it's been as much a blessing to us as whatever it is we provided for crowds through the years. Hmm. Now you talk about athletes in action. Now, how long have you been doing that? And uh, has your approach changed over the years? You've been doing it for a while because the culture changes, people change. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, that's a good question, Rick. I'll let Amy. Amy's actually on campus right now at a couple campuses in the Dayton area. Yeah, so I've been on staff for 23 years, going to different campuses in this area. Currently, I'm at Central State University and Wright State University. And honestly, 
it hasn't changed a ton in the sense of we just go and we're sensitive to what's going on in culture. Um, but the gospel is the gospel. And so we go in and if we've gotten in with a certain basketball team or volleyball team or track team, we go in and we share who we are. And then we just invite athletes into discipleship opportunities. So whether that's me going onto the campus or having different girls and studies in our home, we do that. But we're inviting people as much as they want um, into a relationship with Jesus. So that's what day to day looks like in ministry for me. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting, Rick, I know that the the cultural moment we find ourselves in might be more overall hostile to the gospel, but individual 20 year old kids are still looking for something, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's not any different now than it was 20 years ago or 40 years ago. And coaches are still open to anything that might give an advantage to their team or might help their um, athletes stay in line. So I think there's still a positive attitude towards towards the presence of athletes in action staff or fellowship of Christian athletes. Um, as long as you're not doing anything to um, offend them um, by, by your other behaviors, they, right. they want us to be there. I think they see us as an asset to their teams and – Certainly the kids that want to grow in Jesus are are happy that we're there. That's yeah. awesome. Well, we appreciate what you guys do on the college campuses yeah. because, I mean, we, we keep saying it, uh, you know, the college-age kids these days, it seems they're turn, uh, turning away from the church so much. And uh, anything we can do to, to keep them engaged and, and push them towards Christ, that's uh, we appreciate you guys doing that. But back to the weekend to remember. So for folks who may have never come to a weekend to remember weekend, and they may be going, oh, I don't know what to expect. Is this going to be awkward? What what can they expect? Yep. It, well, it's interesting because one of our favorite parts of the whole weekend really is when we get to Sunday and people are lined up to come up to us and say, this is not what I thought it was going to be. It was mm-hmm. it was much better. And we had a bunch, you know, guys, guys with tears in their eyes that are standing there waiting to tell us that this was way better than they thought it was going to be because they had opportunities to have conversations with each other is probably the most important thing that happens over the course of the weekend is we set people up to have the conversations they most need to have, but for all kinds of reasons have not been happening with each other. So I think that's really the, the, um, the main thing that happens. There's nine sessions, um, which sounds like a lot, but they're, they're not, they're not long sessions and they're fun. And anybody that's part of the speaker team you know, the number one thing that gets talked about all the time is just how authentic and real and vulnerable the speakers are. So it's not like they're being people are not being preached at. It's not like sitting in a seminary class or you're in a classroom setting. It's just real people that are up front that are going to put some things out on the table and create a space for you to have a conversation about them. Just the different elements of marriage. What would you yeah, add to that? Yeah, and I think another thing that people often rave about is just getting away for the weekend. Mm-hmm. That they get away from the responsibilities of home, of children, of work, of you know jobs around the house. And they get to have extended time, like Ed said, to talk to with each other, to be with each other. Um, that's another positive thing that we often hear. Mm. Ed and Amy Uzinski of uh, Weekend to Remember uh, and I think Dan, isn't it? We're giving away. Um, is it this particular weekend to remember somebody, yes. the grand prize winner, they're going to win like uh, free passes uh, to get there and also a weekend, right? 
at the hotel. Yeah, you get to stay yeah, at the yeah. hotel for free. So yeah, yeah, yeah. which is pretty, which is pretty cool. And then you got the benefit of all the uh, the, the speakers and the ministry, like you said, uh, for them. Both Dan and I, with our wives separately, have gone to weekend remembers. I think mine, ours was uh, Donna and I was about 10, 15 years, maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure when yours was, but it was. Long I, time I, ago, yeah. I didn't yeah. know what to expect. And then by the end of the, the weekend, the same thing. It was like just really, really uh, ministered to and just eyes opened. And okay, this is really good. And the folks that I can't even remember the names of the folks that back then that did it but they were so real it wasn't uh you know just shiny and you know and you know just trying to uh, it was just really authentic and practical and life-changing and uh i appreciated that it they really did a lot it's march the 31st through april the 2nd the weekend to remember go to faithtalkatlanta.com we got a couple of minutes guys what's the key do you think uh, for folks that maybe have gone, we want people to go to this one, but the folks that are going to go to this one or have gone to others, what's the key to continuing to grow in, in relationship and marriage once they've left that weekend? Cause that weekend is uh, amazing. Yeah, it's a good question, Rick. Good and good setup for me even to throw this on the table. When you mentioned that both you and Dan and your wives had gone in the past a few years ago, family life actually set in motion um, a refresh of the conference. And so literally right now, and I don't know if we were doing the same one last year or not, but there, it's, it's a new conference based on feedback that Family Life had gotten for, from decades and, and um, you know, responses that they'd gotten from people afterwards. There was basically a redo of the conference. So it's still essentially the same content, but it's repackaged. There's a lot more space to have conversation with your spouse in the midst of it. Sessions are not as long as they used to be. It just, it, it breathes a little bit easier. So people that have already been before that might be wondering, why would I go again? It, it's it's a new conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things that we're always encouraging people to do too, in terms of coming again, would be to come with other friends. We, we just think the best way to even take the conference in is to do it with some other friends so that the conversation continues afterwards. Because that's really how you keep growing, I think, is to keep having the conversations that started that weekend or at least that got ignited that weekend to keep having them. I mean, that's, that's how we keep growing. I mean, we, we do the conferences and we're constantly being confronted not only by the things we're saying, but the things we're hearing. And mm-hmm. it, it gives us things to talk about the next week and next month and the next year with each other. And I would say, too, I think some people think about going to this weekend, they think they have to be in dire straits, that their marriages have to be, you know, on the brink of divorce. And although there are couples that are there, that this is their kind of last ditch effort, there's couples that have been married for 50 years and go to these. Yeah, they go to them periodically. And so there's the whole gamut that everybody is going to hear something is going to be challenged to grow in an area of their marriage that maybe they haven't before, no matter where they're at on the spectrum. So, and I would just agree with Ed that um, I think what challenges people after the conference is to continue to dialogue with each other, but then also with friends outside, whether they need to then find a counselor to help them move past something that has come up or something that has um, been going on for quite a while. 
So finding mm-hmm. counselors, finding good friends and being involved in a local church that's going to continue to talk about marriage because you can't go to one marriage conference and get everything fixed. Yeah. It oh, is man, life. I thought that's how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it is interesting on Sundays that you'll get people, like Amy said, who have, literally have divorce papers with them mm-hmm. who will say, we at least have hope to go home and try. So you get mm-hmm. that response. And then you have people that came in saying, we, we feel very, very healthy, but we actually realized we needed to talk about some things that um, we just haven't thought about in a while with each other. Maybe we, we, we thought we were in a different place in this other season, but now that we're in a different season, this became something that was really good to talk about again. So we hear yeah. that from both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So good. Ed and Andy Uzinski of Weekend to Remember, uh, weekendtoremember.com, a great place to go to, faithtalkatlanta.com too. March 31st to uh, April 2nd, Crown Plaza Atlanta Perimeter, uh, Ravinia. And as I mentioned earlier, you could win uh, the weekend uh, there to stay uh, in the grand prize and also the uh, your Weekend Remember taken care of, paid for. Uh, guys, we'd love to get with you again about Athletes in Action. Uh, we'll get you on the show, talk more about that. We could talk about Weekend Remember, whatever you want to talk about, but you're such a delight. We appreciate you, and we got to take a break. We will be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Hey, howdy, hey, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm afraid not. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Gary Lane with us from Functional Christianity. The reason why Dan said that is before, before we went live, uh, Gary was humoring us with his stand-up, uh, telling us string jokes. So if you're in the need or uh, if you want to be in, in the know of string jokes, uh, we'll give you a website. You can go to drgarylane.com. Yeah, no, don't go there. <laughs> Is there a drgarylane.com? Not for me, no. I don't No, I don't promote that much. There should be. Don't you think so, Dan? I think so, yeah. You can learn how to tell great jokes and uh, and – do all kinds of things like that. Maybe I'll just get a TikTok channel going and I'll just do the TikTok. There you go. Yeah. I like that yeah. idea. Hey, Gary. Geriatric you- jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you you and Allison now have been married, what, two years or three years? Oh, my goodness. In in April, it'll be three years. Wow. wow. Now, do you, tell, do you tell jokes to her and she rolls her eyes or does she laugh at everything you say? Oh, she laughs at everything I says because she thinks I'm a joke. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> in the best sense of the word though, right no no she she's no she's beautiful she loves me and she really is she is my biggest fan and uh uh she is very much an encourager for me and uh yeah she kind of looks at me funny with some of the bad jokes but i usually save all the dad jokes for my kids and grandkids you know they don't that's where you save them for yeah well think- that's what you're supposed to do yeah yeah absolutely I think my kids expect them. I mean, if I wouldn't say, if I didn't do that, they would think they would check my pulse to see if I, I was dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think becoming a grandfather does the same thing. Our grandson stayed over for a couple of days and was like, Ooh, I got to bone up on all my really bad dad jokes to get my, you know, what weighs more a pound of feathers or a pound of bricks. And, you know, I don't know what (laughs) tell me, help me. What, which one? Yeah. I think they weigh the same. They both weigh a pound, but you know. No wonder I failed that question on my every test I ever took. There you go. It was a trick question. Like all math (laughs) teachers, they give trick questions. Yeah. But it is funny because you ask them things like, would you rather have 
Uh, I think I asked him if he would rather have a gallon of milk or a half a gallon of money. And he said a gallon of milk. And so I was really? like, I don't know why. But just if you ask them weird questions, give them in, you know, things that don't really match up. It's interesting how yeah. their brains think. So well, I'm looking, I'm looking forward uh, to being a, a, a grandfather. Uh, Dan now has a, a thatch has, is a, over a year old now. So yeah. no, no, he's, he's seven months. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a year old. No, he's seven months, and he's experiencing his first trip to Disney as we speak, and apparently having oh, a great wow. time. Goodness. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Cool, Disney man. with a baby is more about how. What are the endurance of the parents? You know, how long <laughs> yeah. can they last? Yeah. yeah, you're right, because the baby will just fall asleep in the in the stroller. Ah. But yeah, it's yeah. The parents last. Yeah, I yeah, find it's more about the kids. I find that I find that also with uh, older folks like senior seniors and i've told my kids when i'm old and you want to go to disney world don't take me with you don't push me around in a wheelchair thinking oh we'd love to have grandpa with us leave me at home but no, so they want one you of those automated of the wheelchair yeah what's yeah. that they want you there because of the wheelchair, because you get to go to the front of the line. The problem, is, mm-hmm. the problem is half the people there are in wheelchairs. And so you're at the back of the so, so they can get to the front of the line. Yeah. 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 See, that exactly. makes sense now. I, di- I didn't even put that together. I thought, oh, let's bring him along. He'll have a good time. It'll be outside. Yeah, it has nothing nice to do day. with you whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, if you, um, if you want to witness a miracle, uh, go go on a flight, and what happens is about fifty percent of the people need wheelchairs to get to the plane. But when they land, they can all walk off. It's a miracle. <laughs> hey, that should be You're an right. airline's name, right? Miracle Airlines. Miracle Air. That's right, man. Yeah. You, you you need a wheelchair to get on the plane, but man, when that thing lands, step out of the way because they are coming through. They. Love that. Dr. Dr. Gary Lane with us, Functional Christianity. Tell us what's new. Dan and I want to know what's going on. What are you up to? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of weddings lately. Uh, I'm becoming known as the wedding officiant, and uh, I'm probably doing about three weddings a month now. For some people I do know, some people I don't know that are calling me. And, uh, are you singing as well, or are you just performing the wedding <laughs> ceremony? I'm not getting married. I'm just doing the ceremony part, you know. No, he said yeah, singer. But you're the wedding singer. <laughs> no, I I got gotcha. you. Okay. I had someone call me and say, like, we want to hear what you sound like because we don't want a whiny minister. And I was whiny. like, <laughs> okay, that sounds that sounds good. So Does did, a whiny minister do you take her? Older? I don't know. I was I tempted I was tempted to hold my nose and go. I'm not really sure what you're talking about. <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been funny. So, so I've been you, doing a lot of weddings. I've been yes. doing a lot of premarital counseling, which I really love to do. Yeah. Because it, it's like it's like watching the future unfold in front of your eyes, where these young couples, mostly young couples, are getting are getting married and and they're um they're wide eyed and they're in love. So it doesn't really matter if he does this or she does that. You know, it's okay. And I'm like, it's not okay because in seven mm-hmm. years you're gonna go like, Why do you do that? I hate you. Right, right. So mm-hmm. you know, I love doing the premarital counseling. Um, I'm doing some counseling for some couples that are uh both been widowed and now are looking to uh get married. That's way cool. 
Uh, mm -hmm. And having walked through that myself, having been a widower and marrying a widow um, and the blending of families. So there's some lot, lot of exciting things in the relationship world, uh, because I think in general, the world has gone crazy. Maybe that's just because yeah. I'm older now, but it's, it's kind of yeah. gone off the rails in some way. So people are looking now, maybe COVID has a lot to do with it, but people are now looking for, I need some authentic relationships. I need to be heard and understood. I need to know that somebody values me. And uh, so a lot of relationships, so a lot of weddings. Um, I'm going back to Greece to work with refugees for another month in uh, April, May. So you can pray for wow. us during that time. We're going to head over there and work with uh, the, the refugees are, all right, this is this is probably illegal to say or something, but there's a lot of non-Christian, not not faith-based refugees from say like Syria and other types of those countries, and they have mm -hmm. a different God, and it's fascinating. But what's happening is the refugees are going, "Hey, my God has not come through for me." And so now this, this ministry has the ability to go in and say, hey, we're here if you'd like some coffee, if you'd like to play cards or dominoes, we'll talk and we're going to sing a couple songs about our God and uh, we'll let you know like what he's like. And people are very interested. So non-other religion people are coming to Christ every week. And uh, it's, it's amazing. They're experiencing persecution when they go back into the camp by their by their fellow former members of that religion. Um, they're mm -hmm. being, I'm witness one guy got beat up while I was there last year. Mm. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to pouring into their lives and into their hearts because people are getting saved. They're coming out of their religion saying it's failed me. What's what have you got? And again, this is right. the first time they've get to hear it outside of their closed, closed country. So God That's is just working. Cool. Like he's working fast and hard over there. So I love it. So I'm going back there. Spend some time there. Awesome. Any other trips you got planned? Because uh, you're always traveling somewhere, and uh, you were in Greece last year. Uh, you going to the anywhere in the in the Eastern Europe area? So, so there's a group that wants me to take them on a spiritual pilgrimage to Italy, to Rome, some of the walk and some of the footsteps of Paul. Uh, cool. And so we're we're working on plans for that. We don't have the quite dates yet. We've been working with the with the tour people to get the hotels and everything. We want to take 25, 30 people to Italy. Uh, we want to do some uh, some sightseeing, some footsteps of Paul, but then also sort of like a, a pilgrimage, a spiritual awakening time. And then mm -hmm. we still are trying to get back into Israel. Uh, you can get there, but not where I want to go. It's kind of close where I want to go. I want to get into Bethlehem, and I want to spend some time in the West Bank uh, learning about the, the culture of the, the Palestinians. And then, of course, see all the famous sites around the, the Sea of Galilee and Jerusalem uh, and then reconnect that with some couples. So I'm looking to take mm, 10 couples to Israel. To um, So those are the two trips coming up. Don't have the dates yet because it's, you know, the world's a little crazy unrestful right now. Yeah, right. That would be really cool, though. I'd, those those both yeah. would be fun trips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're on my website under functionalchristianity.com. I have a tab called Trips. And if you go to the Trips one, there's two outlined there. We don't, still don't have the dates, but working on it. It's getting there. Well, I remember uh, we're talking with Dr. Uh, Dr. Gary Lane, Functional Christianity. We talked to you last time you were in Greece. Well, maybe we can pull that off again because I think that went well. That was really cool. 
Yeah, I'll try to get. Uh, I think I think the they we just helped them get open a new center that can house. I think maybe forty five fifty last time. Now we're talking four hundred. So I'm hoping wow. uh, their internet is better, and so we'll actually maybe do something live from uh, live from the uh, campus where where the refugees are. We'll introduce you to a couple of uh, of uh, non Christian refugees who are seeking asylum and Jesus. So that'd be fine. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. We'd love, we'd love that. So let us know, and uh, we'll put you on the on the calendar. We'll do that. There. It's going to yeah. be April May time frame. The next two Sundays, I'll be at uh, speaking at Sandy Springs Community Church, uh, five p.m. Uh, I think their website is sandyspringscommunitychurch.com or org, or they're on Facebook, um, or you can find our Facebook or my Facebook, and uh, I'll post links to that. But I'll be speaking there the next two Sundays. Um, and the first one's going to be really interesting because I'm speaking on the topic of peace and what that really means. And then yeah. um, I think the second one is uh, patience, which is I don't have patience to that lesson, but yeah, we'll I figure it out. I don't either. <laughs> I'm not waiting for that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're a doctor. You should have patience, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have several patients. I have quite a few counselees right now. Yep. Yep. There you go, Dr. Dr. Gary, Dr. Gary Lane, Functional Christianity, functionalchristianity.com. Hey, uh, let's take a break. Doc, we'll talk to you uh, in, a, in a few months, and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what's going on. Give our love to Allison. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com